everyone and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. Today we will be back on the defensive side with Horned Frog D. Winters. TCU got the huge two overtime win versus Oklahoma State this last weekend. They will have to come ready to play versus Kansas State this week and avoid the letdown, something that Kansas State is known to make happen. Make sure you are checking out all the podcasts we have out there, whether our audio scouting reports or our Wednesday specials. Tuesday this week, we talked about Phil Jerkovic out of Boston College. Will he be up there with guys like Stroud, Young, and Levis? Only time will tell. At RightStepADV on Twitter or head over to RSAFootball.com. You can find links to all the podcasts as well as get in touch with me there. Let me know what you want to hear in the future as well. But let's get into it today. D. Winters, linebacker out of TCU. What's his background? He is a true fourth-year player this year, part of the group of guys playing with house money, as you would say, knowing he can use 2020 as a COVID redshirt if he so chooses. Going back before that, he was a three-star recruit out of high school as an athlete, utilized mostly as a wide receiver at Burton High School in Brenham, Texas, mostly an in-state battle for his services to schools like Texas Tech, Houston, SMU were in the mix. Out of state, you had Northwestern calling, extending an offer, as well as Arizona State. But it was the Horned Frogs who won out. What a truly great mascot it is to be a Horned Frog. Uh, they brought him in, developed him into the good prospect he is. On campus, 2019, saw time in 11 games with two starts. That first year listed at 6'1", 192 as a freshman. Found a role kind of as a defensive sub-nickel-type player. Full offseason, good meal plan had him up to 223 in 2020, where he started all 10 games, was second on the team with 65 tackles as a full-time linebacker. Into 2021, the development continued. 12-game starter, leader of the team in tackles, draft profile really starting to to come into view and now into 2022 started all six games at this point currently averaging about six tackles a game is one of the leaders and playmakers on that side of the ball for the team on the hoof you're looking at a shade under six foot and just under 230 pounds height a little under what your ideal is but not out of the question plenty of guys around that height in the nfl what will be looked at more is his 31 and a half inch arm length Length at that inside linebacker spot more and more wanted from every scheme across the NFL. 32-plus has become the expectation for that arm length, so D will have to show on film how he overcomes that length deficiency. Estimated to run in the 4-7 range, we will see what the film says. So, let's go to the film. First, his strengths. Production. This guy has made a number of tackles, been around the ball since moving to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, again, he's a guy that's always around the pile. He's an effort player. He's going to make sure he's always there. That shows up anytime you are on a defense leading the team in tackles. You're in a good spot from the production standpoint. The other thing, this guy's played in a lot of space. This is a guy that aligns in a spot that requires him to see a lot and play in a lot of space. That usually translates well for a player that is going to not only have a defensive role, but a special team role uh, as well on the weaknesses side stiffness this is a guy that is a rigid mover almost looks like he is hurt a little bit where's a neck collar i don't want to sit here and speculate on that though uh, just his overall movement upper body lower body he just looks like he's bound up working through traffic in tackles just very tight in his upper and lower half not a lot of gumby to him a lot of, not a lot of flexibility so again that really sticks out on film for me his other weakness, instincts. 
I was really hoping, almost expecting to see more instincts here from a guy that as an athlete's played a lot on both sides of the ball. Usually those guys are high instincts guys. Obviously a receiver maybe understands it from the outside a little bit more. But I would call this guy a see and run guy, not a ton reading keys or beating blockers to the point. Um, he is going to see where the ball is and run to a spot, um, run to the ball. Again, just gets himself uh, set up for blocks a little bit more than you want. Instincts for a space player must improve. As we see on film, he's a field linebacker, works in probably a star or Sam role is what they would probably call him. Basically, he aligns to the field, overhang, wide 70 technique most of the time. You get your bigger, tighter formations. It's going to bring him a little bit more into the box, but he's mostly going to be aligned right outside the end man of the line of scrimmage, even four or five yards deep in the defensive backfield. Uh, I'd call him a sufficient athlete. Again, this is where the tightness really shows up in all his movement. Looks like a sufficient straight line speed guy, sufficient burst and close. Again, anytime you start getting off a spot, getting off the tracks, that's where you see the stiffness. Rigid mover, sometimes look like a bodybuilder trying to bend over or adjust on the move. Um, again, it just does not come naturally to him. I would expect yoga to be a part of his off-season program to really help this in the future. Average instincts, uh, average vision. Again, this is a C-ball, minimal assignment guy. There are plays to be made on the edge if he would key a block, attack, trigger. Uh, again, instead, he's typically waiting to see it, waits to see the play defined before triggering and going. From there, he often runs into blocks or is late and struggles to make plays. Um, again, this is a guy that uh, if you would, you know, open up his eyes, have a little bit wider vision, maybe have a little bit better instincts, he's going to make even more tackles than he does now. Again, in space, we talked about tight hips, as mentioned, going to drop to a spot, struggles to slide into zones, adjust on the move, really limited man reps as a result. He really struggles to impact the zones and in man coverage. Again, all in all, this is a guy that I was disappointed in watching. Again, that there are scouts out there that view this player as a draftable player, like the player to be on their teams. Um, that's not uh, what I saw as I was going and watching this player. This is a guy I had good expectations for, um, you know, from a preseason standpoint, was one of the highly talked about linebackers out there. Um, but we'll get to more of all of that in just a little bit. So who are my player comparisons? Well, there were a couple guys in the NFL that he reminded me of. That's always a good sign. First one, 2017 fifth-round pick out of Nebraska, Nate Jerry. Nate was a bit of an undersized space linebacker, just like D is, that is now currently a Washington commander. Nate is a little bit taller than D, uh, has similar size and length issues overall, though. Um, Nate does not have the same stiffness that D does, which probably slots him a little bit higher as far as the order goes. Nate, basically a career backup, has been a spot starter, uh, does have a big special teams role wherever he's been. Good player, good in locker room, all those kinds of things that has helped Nate stick around. The other guy for me is Austin Calitro. Austin was an undrafted free agent out of Villanova, a little bit heavier than D, but about the same height and length. Uh, Austin's been on nine rosters since coming into the NFL in 2017. A couple of those rosters he had uh, multiple stints with, but Austin, a guy that's always found a way to play on special teams, fit a role on defense wherever it's at. Again, in terms of athletic ability, uh, the limits they have, what they're able to bring, these guys are not too far apart for me. So all of that brings me to where do I see this player ultimately in the NFL? Again, 
This was a bit of a disappointing watch for me as I did think there was going to be more good level traits on film based on not only what I've heard, but what I've read about on D. Uh, but again, if I were sitting here writing a report for a team as I am basically doing here, this is an undrafted free agent player for me. With his extra year of eligibility, I'm probably putting a note on the end, I would recommend this player goes back to TCU, continues to develop, continues to find his time there. But again, for the purposes of a 2023 draft report, he's an undrafted free agent for me. My biggest issues with this player are the stiffness and lack of instincts. Not only will this play, uh, will these lack of traits here really hinder his ability to find a role on defense, but this guy's got to be a top player on special teams in this role as a backup linebacker. These issues are going to really affect him there. Playing defense anymore in the NFL and at most college levels is about the ability to play in space and have a role in sub-defense. I don't currently see the traits in these games that would allow him to do that in the short term for an NFL roster. Perhaps as his 2022 season goes on, he'll continue to put more of those traits on film. But for now, he is an undrafted free agent that ultimately I'm just not real fired up about right now. But D, go prove me wrong. Keep on winning, making tackles. Make me eat my words when your name is called in the 2023 draft. We'll see where it goes. But that does it for D Winters. Next week, we will be back with more players as well as a Wednesday special. You definitely tune in for that. Any episodes you have missed, go back. Make sure you give them a listen. Find me on Twitter at RightStepADV. Let me know what you think. And as always, keep scouting.